So, okay, I guess we're live. So everybody uh, tuning in, um, this is the second Clear This Mechanism episode. And I am so, so honored and so excited to have this because we have Catherine Ann Wilson with us today. And um, she's just an amazing human being. So I just, I, I, I'm, I'm immediately just going to uh, not, because um, I don't want to miss anything, um, but Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Catherine, for taking the time um, and 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 for being here. It's it's, it's an it's an it's an honor. It's a it's a it's a pleasure. And I I always love your li- I mean your lives and um, it's just it's, there's always so much peace coming coming you know that you can actually feel it through through your lives. Um, but one of the things I was I'm, I'm, I did with my, my my cousin in the last interview and I wanted to do I think I'm going to do all this in, in all the interviews right. It's um, taking care of the ego first, <laughs> right? Because it always wants to creep in. Um, so, so, so first, I wanted to talk to you and, and see you're doing so many things and you're doing so many wonderful things and, and, and the level that you're doing it, you're doing it on. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you, know, what, uh, you know, who you are, what you're doing, and and um, and kind of like we can get the ego satisfied before we go into the spiritual part. <laughs> of it. Yeah, that's the hard. That's a hard part for me. Was I, I'm really not um, somebody who likes to uh, toot my own horn. Um, I'm just like everybody else. I'm a perfectly imperfect human being. Um, just a human being having this spiritual experience, like everybody else. And my experience of this world um, was at a childhood, um, just you know, contaminated with early childhood sexual abuse. Um, My parents were happily married. I was the first of three kids and my little brother was very sick. And so, um, oops. I think we lost your- Hang hang, hang on, Uh, (laughs) hold on, decline. Somebody, uh, actually that that, um, house for survivors, I told you I had the Uh stuff for That was the house uh, calling. But I'll, I'll call her back. So um, my parents' attention was diverted, and I was left uh, vulnerable. And uh, one of the administrators in first grade knew uh, the situation, knew that I was vulnerable, and he would pull me out of class and sexually abuse me in his, uh, in his office and called me his special little girl and all that. And that was before people really knew what that was about. And, you know... Um, for uh, a, a child being sexually abused, uh, it's sort of like uh, the first time you're abused, it's like blood in the water of sharks. And all of a sudden, all the predators around um, just come out of everywhere. So right after that, it was the babysitter, and it was my uncle, and it was my aunt, and it was a friend of the because men and women sexually abused. And it was, you know... Um, And now I'm behaving differently at school and I'm bedwetting and um, I'm being bullied at school and I'm starting to run away. And I was a runaway from 12 to 17 years old. Um, I didn't do the drug and alcohol thing only because I couldn't tolerate drugs and alcohol. The good news about that is I didn't become an addict. Mm -hmm. The the bad news about that is I remember every rape Every strangulation, every beating, everything that was ever done to me. 
the good news as I started the surviving the surviving process. Cause you know, once we, what we know from military people is the shit really doesn't hit the fan until you're home safe and sound. And then when you're safe, then your, uh, your physiology says, okay, now I can feel. And that's really when the post-traumatic stress and the night tears and chronic panic, chronic panic um, begins. And then now this whole other journey of healing begins. And for me, um, having remembered everything, I wasn't able to tolerate anti-anxiety medication, antidepressants, anything like that. I couldn't take anything like that. So I had to come up with other ways of of healing. You know, there was, uh, it's a whole smorgasbord of different uh, kinds of therapeutic processes that I had to use. Uh, Tony Robbins was a huge impact back in the day because he would interview all these people from all these different walks of life. And they all, they, they, they gave me hope. And so that was like a really huge thing was the hope. And then um, I'm giving you the cliff cliff note version. And then uh, I went on to make, uh, be a national sales manager make a six figure income. Uh, kids, I have two pregnancies, two children. I've got five grandchildren. My life has never been better than it is right now. I'm happily married to my second husband. I've been with Charlie for uh, 10 years. We live on Sebago Lake in Maine. I live in the woods on mm-hmm. Lake Maine, just yeah. like my vision board. You know, wow. I use vision boards and just like what I what I wanted for my life. And I'm I'm living that. And right before I turned 50, you know, I didn't share my past of being um, sex trafficked or I didn't share my past. It was a need to know basis. Mm-hmm. Of course, my husband, you know, needed to know, but really nobody. And then I'm 55. I'll be soon 56. Right before I turned 50, I started doing some volunteer work at a local jail for kids, a juvenile detention center. And um, in working with those girls, it became apparent that I really needed to share my story so that people could have hope. The story could be used as an example of the cause and effect. And um, in it, and I could really help people if I would just tell my story. So I got permission from my my friends and family and said, hey, you know, is this okay with you? And they said yes. And I started the nonprofit, you know, right right about then, stoptraffickingus.org, if anybody wants to go to the website. And um, I've been working tenaciously uh, grassroots on a, on a shoestring budget ever since then. And we've done incredible things. Which I think it's amazing that we we've spoken and, and um, I know that you. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to necessarily uh, say something. I know that we've had conversations. You know. I, um, you're allowed well, to yeah. say. You're allowed to say anything you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> well, I just wanted to honor your your husband as well um, because you know you talked to you 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 kind of like mentioned that um, that you know that. Uh, you know he's been he's been a huge, a huge help and with the with the tight budget and everything yeah. he's always been there with you and yeah. uh, that's amazing um apart from all the things that you've been you went to the white house a couple of months ago right October 30th. yeah it was and, really cool you know one of the things that i so my my premise is uh is very much like tony world um is that i believe in the best of human beings 
you know, and I believe that at the core of everyone is a, is a good person. And if people aren't showing up that way, then they're not in their true self. And that's a cry for, for help, you know? Um, and I believe that most of the people are, are really in their true self, in their high self. And if I could just explain the fact that one in five children are being sexually abused and that those sexually abused children um, aren't forming correctly, their kinesiology, their everything isn't, isn't developing correctly so that when they grow up, that is where addictions and obesity and cutting and me- all these mental illnesses that are situational, um, you know, incarceration, sex trafficking, like there's an 89% of all these things are all, their genesis all comes from the abuse of our children. And that um, if they just sort of understood the cause and effect, then they would rally and do the right thing. So the everything has been around how can I educate the most amount of people to, um, to motivate the helpers that are out there, to give hope to the survivors that regardless, like there's no comparison around trauma, no matter what has happened to you and whatever story you make up, out, up, make up about it, it was only a little thing, but I'm, you know, severely affected. It was a huge thing, but I'm moderate, you know, whatever it is, that there's hope for healing and that it's your destiny to thrive. And then ultimately to save as many childhoods from abuse as we possibly can. So every day it is an act of surrender and openness to be a conduit, to be of service to, for, to that end, to educate, to motivate, and to save as many child, ch- you know, childhood as, as we possibly can. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, um, you know, um, hearing your lives and, 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 and seeing your, I mean, you're so devoted to the cause, right. And, 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 and talking to you, it's amazing to me. I really didn't realize how much, how many, I mean, like how much this happened. And just like, right. my, like this is life, right. So this is what happens when it's life. But right. it's okay. about it, my eyes get kind of, you know, because it's such, this is happening to my, so many people. Right. And it's, um, I don't know. It just, it, it amazes me. Um, right. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it is, it is crazy. And, uh, and you know what, this isn't cancer, you know, like this is something we can really do something about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been said that we could totally heal our communities in a profound way within three generations. If we just stopped having sex with children today. Wow. That's it. Just stop having sex with kids. Which is, which is, Crazy in, 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 in the first place, right? I mean, we shouldn't even, we shouldn't even have to talk about stopping doing this. We shouldn't even, right? right? It's right. crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy that I even have to say that. Yeah. But, but you know, um, you know, in the dark places, you know, that is where, uh, that's where this hides. Mm-hmm. You know, it is in the keeping secrets. It's in the uh, people not having a gut feeling and not saying something. It's trying to be um, not cause trouble, be polite. You know, it's a whole cultural norm that we have to shift. And we can totally shift that if we just put light in those dark places. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you really, um, you know, you and I have had some terrific conversations around um, spirituality and, and really that's, you know, the, our goal for uh, 2020, my nonprofit, you know, last year, our goal was the conference. So back to that just for a second, because it's been an amazing few months, you know, we um, always... Wait, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but by the way, the people that are, that are listening to us, I said that Catherine went to the White House. Catherine was invited to go to the White House to form a part of a group, right? Um, to, yeah. to stop, to to stop. Yeah. It, right? um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt. I just wanted to make sure that people understood. That's okay. So in September, we said, okay. Um, actually, it was a year ago. I said, um, okay, I'm one person with you know a few people on my board. Um, how can I, always, how can I reach the most amount of people to educate them? And, uh, and I thought, you know, I go to these conferences, you, you go to conferences with your work, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody goes to conferences and they're usually vocationally focused. So you're, if you're selling paint, you know, there's the conference and all the different paint makers go, right? Mm -hmm. There's a social worker conferences, there's firemen conferences, there's pediatrician conferences. And when you go to those, you're kind of like preaching to the choirs. The people who are there get it, right? You all get it. You all are on the same page. So I'm like, you know, these conferences for child sexual abuse prevention and sex trafficking, we're just preaching to the choir. The people who need to hear it aren't here, mm -hmm. right? Because it costs money to go to conferences. They're usually during the week. They're usually out of your home state. Mm -hmm. So I thought, how can I, how can I have a conference? Like, what does it take? How do you do a conference? I don't know. Right. How can I do a conference here and bring the experts that I'm blessed to be able to learn from? So what I was doing was I was like interviewing them and we have a local cable show and they would let me bring guests on if the guest happened to be in my state. Mm -hmm. So if there was somebody who was an expert in EMDR, ex somebody from Homeland Security, somebody, whatever, I'd bring them as a guest on this show called Issues That Matter. Then I would take that video and like put it out for everybody, you know? Okay. And I'm like, I got to do better. I want to do more. So uh, I found out that Victor Vieth, Victor V-I-E-T-H, was like known worldwide as the expert in child sexual abuse prevention, humble guy. He's like Mr. Rogers, right? But like a brain, like huge brain, like, like Spock on Star Trek back in the day, but as Mr. Rogers, quite the, com <laughs> quite the combination. So, um, so I called him up and I said, look, dude, I don't know how much you cost. Like, I, I don't know anything. Yeah. And he said, well, we'll figure out the cost later. Um, you know, when's the best time to be in Maine? And I said, September. It's beautiful in Maine in September. We set the date. And then I kind of got the ballpark on how much he was going to charge. It was like $9,000 for him and his and one of his peers, plus their um, flight and the hotel, that sort of thing. So I'm like learning, like us learning, you know, how to do Zoom. I was oh, learning. And then, um, and then I, uh, we found out how to, um, Ingrid is on my board. She's a godsend. She called the universities and said, how can we give continuing education credits? So for people who don't know, if you're a doctor, a nurse, a therapist, a pediatrician, um, a judge, 
a police officer, all these things, a therapist, all of these things, you have to go to, once you get your license, you have to take courses, classes that will offer continuing education credits every year. You have to get so many credits to keep your license valid. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get uh, the ability to offer CEUs, including ones for police, including ones for lawyers, which are three different things. Oh, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And then we, and then we went out to the community and we raised $25,000 to pay for the entire conference so that anybody who came to the conference would come for free, including the CEUs. This was, this was a love offering to our community, right? This was a huge deal. And it was, it was, it was a, an amazing experience. I would never want to do that without collaborating with an organization because it was a lot. It was like crazy work, right? And I got told no. One church was like, you can't have it here. We're not going to even, and I was renting. I wasn't asking for it for free. I was paying. And one church was like, yeah, no, you can't have it here. We have a sex trafficking group in our church, so you can't do it here. And I'm like, this isn't sex trafficking. This is Right. And so you have to deal with brains like when people yeah. don't get it and you just have to like, you Eagles, know, for your, right. For your, right? Yeah. right? So uh, so uh, for your audience, it's just a thing like like stuff gets in the way and you have to figure it out. Right. You just keep moving forward. And so it was a, it was a, a lovely success. And then while I was um, doing the conference, um, I got this thing from a very large local radio station. There's a radio group here that has like, I don't know, like eight stations. And they voted me one of um, 20 outstanding women in the state of Maine. I saw that too, yes. So, and I was like, I didn't want to go because if I, because I just didn't want the spotlight on me. You know, I just felt really uncomfortable. But I figured that there was a higher purpose. And when I went, I met a woman there who loves doing grant writing, like this missing piece. Like if you have a baseball team, you need to have a pitcher, you need to have a catcher, you need to have somebody you can throw really far from outfield. And I don't have all the players, right? Well, I need a grant writer. This lady asked me, hey, can I be, I didn't even ask her. She said, hey, can I be your grant writer? (laughs) I'm just like, thank you, God, right? And so now, now I need a break because I'm, I'm exhausted. And so I'm headed up to, to camp. Like there's no electricity up there. There's no cell, anything. And, um, and I was checking my, my emails right before I was going over into no man's land. And there was a, an email from the freaking White House. And I'm like, <laughs> is, this, is this spam? Right? And I'm checking out. And it says dot wh.gov or something and i'm like this could be the white house and it said you know call the number so i call the number and the and the woman that answered it was the white house and the and the lady was like yeah we got your um your name from victor veith Wow. Proximity, proximity, just like Michelle Soro teaches us, right? Proximity. So, um, you know, he's such an unassuming, quiet Victor guy, but he told the White House that if they needed a sex traffic survivor voice in the White House, 
that I was the person that they should bring. <laughs> so, and she's like, yeah, can you be here on October 30th? And I'm, and I'm, and I said, and she was really a nice uh, Giovanna. I said, Giovanna, I'm being very calm and professional with you, but have you ever watched a football game and the guy's doing that crazy touchdown dance in my car right now? You can't see it. But I'm doing the dance, right? And I said, what an honor to be wow. asked. What an honor to be asked. And so um, so it was a, and it was very hush-hush. You know, they don't, they don't tell you, like, who's going to be there. And there's, like, all, tons of security. And when you go there, like, there's all these dudes with, like, AK something, you know, guns. Yes. And they're all jacked out, you know. It's crazy, intimidating, but I was in the Roosevelt room, which is in the Roosevelt room, there's a fireplace and two doors and you open one of the doors and there's the Oval Office. Wow. You're in the, you're in the West Wing, you know, and I should have like taken a bunch of more pictures, but I was just like. You're enjoying it. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, oh my God, the door is beautiful. The doorknob is beautiful. The floor is beautiful. <laughs> I remember your lives, but, um. By the way, for anybody listening, we're, Catherine and I are part of, we've actually been part of a couple masterminds together, right? And that's um, how we met. So Lorelai introduced us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, that's how we met. Hi, Lorelai. <laughs> yeah, Lorelai is amazing. She is an angel. I, I really do think she's, a, she's one of the, I mean, there's so many people that I, I think, basically, I, I think these days, I think everybody's an angel, but, um, right. but, um, But yeah, we met through uh through through Lorelai's mastermind, and I remember when when that happened, you were you. I, I love watching your lives from 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 the White House, and you know sharing all that with us. That was that was amazing. My room was really beautiful. The hotel room. Yeah. I ate I ate every meal for room service in my room. I was just <laughs> like. This is beautiful. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I did. I did get my husband to actually. Uh, number one, he came. Uh, number two, uh, he went to the Bible Museum, and he was really worried that if you walked in the door, it would he would combust. You know, he'd explode. <laughs> he says that about church too. Anyway. So uh, we went into the Bible Museum. The museums there were just, it was an amazing, ex it was an amazing experience. But so when we were at the end of the conference, I asked Victor Veith, I said, you know, you travel the world. How can I be the most effective? What can I do in my town? What can I do just me right here, right now that would save the most amount of children? How can I be of service? Mm -hmm. And he said, go into all the faith-based organizations, temples, synagogues, churches, and get them to update their policies and procedures. Because right now, when, when you have a church of any kind, a faith-based uh, organization of any kind, in order to get insurance, you have to have certain things. You need to have the exit signs. You need to have, right, you need the certain criteria. And one of the criteria is a policy and procedure on how to keep children safe from harm. Mm. But that policy and procedure is old. And most of them have not updated their policies and procedures in a decade or more. So uh, he said that alone, because, you know, 95% of human beings are not child molesters, you know, like even the whole Catholic church scandal 
it was only 5% of the, of the priests that did it. And in our general population, it's about 5%. But that 5% does a horrific, devastating amount of harm. If you think of a nuclear power plant and you had a 5% leak, that 5% leak, it, you know, that leak is going to, you know, destroy lives, right? Even though it's only 5%. So um, offenders go where there's easy prey. And the, the spiritual communities are very forgiving. They're very generous. They're very forgiving. They're very open, which is exactly what a manipulative offender looks for. I, you know, and he, and Victor gave us example after example of people saying, yeah, I have a record, but Jesus has healed me and let me teach Sunday school. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then the priest saying, or the pastor saying, I don't, you know, I don't want to ruin the guy's faith. He said he's, you know, repented, you know, so, um, and they just, they don't know how to, you know, they're not equipped they don't have the policies and procedures in place, and they haven't been trained on how to deal with this. So there being there's a there's a wave of offenders who are going into the faith based organizations. So last year our big goal was the conference. This year, besides all the other stuff we do, and this year's big goal is to take the largest county in Maine, Cumberland County, and go to every single faith based. I don't care if you're Wiccan, Buddhist. I don't care what you are, you know, uh, to go in and, and help them update. We already have the template. They don't even have to create anything. All they got to do is fill in the blanks, get them to create a policy and update a policy and procedure and give them some training around uh, how to keep their kids safe within that organization. That alone would have a massive impact on the community around keeping kids safe and offering hope for survivors. Wow! Wow! I, I, have you have you started it? I know you were talking about this the, the other day in, a, in, a, in one of your one of the lives that you did on the in, in the yeah. map. Have you have you have you gotten any response? That, have, have you started it yet or no? Not yet. Yeah. So what? So it's kind of my husband calls it Chinese cooking, and so what that means is um, I have to get all my ducks in a in a row. Uh-huh. So what that looks like is a lot of admin. Uh, so it is it is um, gathering all of the names, addresses, emails, contact people for all of those organizations. And then you do an email and then you follow up and then you have, you know, checks. Have you, these people been called? Have these people? So you do the email, um, you do a, a, a snail mail mm-hmm. and then you follow up with a phone call. And then I'm going to try to do them in groups. So like all the Baptist churches in this area, Hey, let's get together and, um, and have a conversation. And then that will probably lead to them and their board, another conversation and sort of, uh, it, it will be a, a process and a learning process. Cause this hasn't been done before. So we're, you know, like, doing a conference, it is uh, learning as we go. But I, I just can't imagine there'll be pushback. What I learned in sales, yeah, okay. I, I know that you're an excellent salesperson and, you, and you'll and you know this, it's better to be passed down than passed up. 
So if I go to the head people and they pass me down to, to somebody who can do the job, then that person is going to be more receptive than if I'm, hey, help me, hey, help me, hey, help me, like that. Exactly. So that's, that's the goal. Yeah, because that person is going to say, well, I mean, the person who refers, referred her, right? It's yeah, obviously yeah. they're, they're higher in, in whatever organization, right? Right. Yeah. That there would be any, any, any issues. I just, I mean, I couldn't imagine that there would be any issues doing the conference either. And you did get some people saying, <laughs> saying no. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then the second goal for 2020 is, um, You know, I, I do I do a lot of public speaking and I never ask for a penny mm -hmm. because I feel like the places that I'm speaking um, don't really have a budget. And what I care about is protecting children. Mm -hmm. So all the local stuff that I do, happy to do it, comes out of my family's pocket everywhere. If I have to spend the night, whatever, I go. So I would like to start doing some paid speaking uh, events for like when, like I said earlier on conferences, there might be child advocacy centers or social workers or every state has an annual conference for those groups. And I want to be a paid speaker for those groups so I can um, help bring money in. So we have my husband who's been very generous And we have this grant writer, which is great, but I also want to have something else coming in, mm -hmm. not only to support um, uh, the, the stuff, the work that we do, but also I don't feel comfortable using any of that other money for things that I want to attend. So like I'm um, attending the Sean Calgary, mm -hmm. I'm attending that, and that was a gift from, from Dana, actually, from our group. Wow. So, That's wicked cool. That's awesome. But then I have these different conferences, or if I want to go to a Tony anything, like I really want to go back to date with Destiny. So those things, I don't feel comfortable asking my husband because he's already like helping so much. Yeah. So I, so this year is the first year that I'm like, okay, I need to start bringing in some money. So the bridging from not getting paid to getting paid, trying to, you know, get over that, that bridge to make that happen. And that's just one more thing that I have to learn how to do that. You know, yeah. so, I, want, um, I want to do everything possible to help you with that. Uh, let's, let's start, let's start here. If everybody has anybody yeah. watching this, right. <laughs> let's ask, right. That's, that's, yeah, right. That, anybody watching this that knows anywhere or anybody that will pay, um, Catherine to talk and, and Here's the thing. I think, you know, you just said you, the Tom Callaghy thing was a gift, right, from, from Dana. And I think it's just people want to, I think, because when, once you get to know Catherine, you realize that it's, she's a real deal, right? And, 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 and she does this out of her heart. And she, and she actually does, like what you're talking about right now, you don't feel comfortable using money for other things or whatever. You know, the money goes to where it has to go, right? Um, and um And that's why I feel like so many, so, so, so many people want to just give you like help people, right? Because it's, because you can tell, you can tell that, that it really comes from the heart. Um, um, I'm so, I'm so glad that you're going to do that. Uh, when is that? That's February, right? Or January? Uh, no, that's January. That's, January. Um, yeah, that's January. And then we have, um, so I'm excited about meeting the people there. 
And then um, I had a really cool thing happen. So one of the one of the people from our group, and her name is uh, uh, Lee, L-E-A, Lee, and she's with Smart Femme in, um, I believe it's Scottsdale, Arizona. And she's like, listen, if you want to be a paid speaker, you need to have a TED Talk, you need to have a book, and, and you need to like call these organizations and say, hey, when are you accepting applications for speakers, mm-hmm. right? And so that was great information. Like she talked to me for like 45 minutes and was amazing, just amazing. And so that gave me the courage to reach out to a local writer's name is Mark Diagostino. He has several best-selling books out. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book for Jojo and Chip Gaines. He's written books for athletes. Um, I, you would say ghost writer, but there's no ghost. His name's right on the, on the cover. And so he's interested. He's been following me on Facebook for the last year. And so he said he's willing to consider writing my book. Oh, wow. So that would be, and I'm like, I'll just be quiet. You just write whatever you want to, you know. So um, just so honored. So that's him. And um, I'm hoping to uh, get a TED Talk um, figured out. I don't know which one to go to. Okay. So, um so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing the things that people that I respect are telling me that I need to do. Yeah, you know, you can, you can reach out to, uh, you know, Gabby. She did a tech, a tech talk in uh, Brazil. Oh, cool. Yeah, she, she did it like, uh, I think it was like three months ago. It I just, would love know, to go uh, to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we can talk to her. Uh, uh, we can, uh, maybe I'm going to reach out to see, to see if, um, if she can yeah. give us. Uh, more information on how, how she did that because she was on she actually did that tech talk a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, so I'll, so one of the cool things that I just got the date today as a matter of fact, you know, I love bridging the most well respected experts with the community, right? Because it's all about, you know, educating them. And um when I was at the White House, one of the things we talked about was um what's the worst thing? And and I knew that child pornography was bad. You know, that whole thing is why Ashton Kutcher started Thorn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's a big deal. And all Thorn does is computer stuff. Like he, he works with Homeland Security and cyber crimes to help find the children who are in the child pornography films. And we have, uh, there's only like one of I don't know, I want to say a half dozen people who really specialize in this. And one of them is in Maine. And her name is Dawn. She's phenomenal. So she does, she works from Maine with cyber crimes. And she also helps if they've got a hot case somewhere else in the world, she'll help with that too. And we have some local schools here. And I, I spoke at, I spoke to the staff of one of the middle schools and they, some of the crap they're dealing with is like, a 14-year-old whose mom and dad is selling her for drug money, okay? I mean, this is the stuff that the schools are having to deal with. So they asked if I'd come in and speak to them, and I spoke to about 70 of their staff. I never go by myself. I love bringing a dream team. So I'm like, if I've got 80 people, I want to, like, really speak their language. And maybe my language isn't it, but maybe if I bring the district attorney and I bring a sex educator, mm-hmm. and I bring an addiction specialist, 
And now we can have, you know, a conversation. Always bring your A game. Always bring your A game. <laughs> so, um, and so what they were begging for was, this is great. We need to understand internet. Like, please, can you please? It's taken me almost a year to finally get the right people. But I have uh, the cyber crimes people, including Don, yay. And get this, this is so cool. Um, there's a guy with Homeland Security and his job, his job is to pretend he's a pedophile going to other countries, trying to buy children. And then they swoop down, arrest the uh, people and save the children. Wow. That's the guy's job, man. Wow. His home is, is in Maine, but he, he's always gone. And he said, I'll come. So I've got him, <laughs> I've got him, I've got Don and the cyber crimes at January 22nd, and they're going to come. And I, I'm like, if they have to drive two hours to come, they're not happy about that. <laughs> but, they're, but they're coming, and I like want to figure out what sort of gift basket to give them to make it worth their while. But I'm inviting other principals of other schools. Okay. So we'll have the middle school, the high school, the um the um, elementary school and then the other schools, I'm going to ask the principals of other schools, hey, come and try to have as many reasonable, maybe 100, 125 people so that when they come, they're going to be like, yeah, this is business. Mm -hmm. You know, let's get it on. Let's let's educate these people on how to educate children in a way because the kids aren't going to get off their phone. It's a they're going to be on their phone, but they need to understand that predators are out there pretending that they're kids. So only the kid, you know, only play games with the kids that you know, you know, and how to use the parental controls to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm very excited um, about getting the, these, unfortunately, I can't, I like to video and then share the video for people who couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. But because of the undercover nature of these people, I won't be able to yeah, film, yeah. film Yeah. I can yeah. take notes. I'll take yeah. notes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, because they're 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 actually going out there, right? They're, they're yes. Their face can't be seen, yeah. Which is kind of crazy too, right? Like that 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 can't be an easy job, right? Um, the things that he's gotta be he's gotta be, be going through. Uh, Right. I mean, the post-traumatic, can you imagine the post-traumatic that they go through? You know, first responders like correctional officers, the suicide rate is astronomical. Yeah. You know, most of them don't live beyond 55 and people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, there's certain professions I feel like you just, you just have to be a certain type of person to be able to, to be Right. To right. Um, because it's just, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so that's going to be January 22nd. So you're, you're, you're getting all the key players, uh, you're getting all the yeah. key players and, and you're kind of like, um, uh, introducing them right to, uh, to, right. The, to the community. Yeah. I, I love that. So really I'm a visionary, you know, I have great ideas. Um, I, and I do, I have great ideas, but I'm not good at, um, at implementation. You know, the detail, like figuring out technology. I suck at technology. <laughs> you know, the detail. 
And what's cool is that I've got really fantastic people on my board that, you know, keep me from dropping too many plates and keep everything, keep everything going. So I had the dream, I had the dream of the conference, but really, you know, they, they did the, the behind the scenes work that make it happen. You know, um, I had the dream of bringing, um, these different experts, uh, uh, to different groups. Um, but you know, it's the other people who showed up, you know, I made the phone calls, Hey, we, you know, but it's other people. So it's, it's a team, it's a team effort. And it's my dream for, um, getting everybody to update their policies and procedures, but there's a lot of work that will be done behind the scenes mm -hmm. to make that come true. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to, uh, to meet Ingrid in San Antonio. Right. Oh, yeah. You're going to meet her. I'm so glad. You know what? Um, my board was, I never had, I never belonged to a board. I, I had no idea. Um, you know, I just went, when the lawyer said, you need to have a board if you have a nonprofit, I put my husband, my daughter, <laughs> I, I had no idea, you yeah. know, and then when Ingrid came on board, on the board, it was like, oh my gosh, it was a game changer. It just raised everything up to, and I was like, wow, I have help. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can do so much more with this help. This is fantastic, you know. Well, and one of the things I noticed, and I want to, I want to, I want to give you kudos for this too. It's like you, you, you know where you know you know where what you're good at, and you know where to delegate, right? And you, it exactly. seems like you know that really well, and and, exactly. and so you actually you can actually get shit done, right? It's like yeah. because you know everybody's everybody has their their own. Because sometimes yeah. I feel like we we want to do everything ourselves, right? Sometimes yeah. it's like and. It's, it's just, it just works better with people around you, right? You know, the, I did a, and on my website, stoptraffickingus.org, there's, um, I think it says from, um, from teenager to sex traffic survivor or something like that. That's uh -huh. uh, my YouTube uh, story. Uh, when, it was the first time I was recorded telling my story. Okay. And so that's, that's on the website. You know, it took me 90, nine zero hours to make that PowerPoint presentation. Wow. 90 hours, you know, and last year I needed a PowerPoint and I hired somebody and she was, I know, I think she was like $75 an hour or whatever, whatever, whatever it was. And oh my gosh, it, I had it back in two days and it was amazing the graphics were beautiful it just looked like something i could be proud of it was simple and it was um like yes that is the that is the simplicity you know because everything that you do is important when you're when you're trying to educate people it's the visual it's um the different uh, some people need numbers some people need a story some people you know um, how long do you, do you stay? How long, you know, there's so many things to be the most effective you possibly can be. And it's my responsibility as an educator to try to hit as many different learning types as I can within my speech to be the most effective I can be because that effectiveness is, um, is hope for somebody. 
It's a, it is saving a child for somebody, you know, like everywhere I speak, mostly men, by the way, they'll come up afterwards and they'll tell me some horrible story. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm really sorry that you went through that. How long ago was that? And I started asking that, how long ago was that? Because it was, um, I needed it to drive home for me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30. People are suffering right now. So every room you go into, half of the people in that room have been sexually abused. And most of that half are still actively, that, that's the lens that they're living their life from. You know, like everything, that generational trauma that comes down, even though, you know, uh, an abused person who hasn't done their work uh, has a child and that child was not abused, but they were raised by a wounded person. They're going to have the same effects, you know, that generational trauma. It's like at some point we have to stop and heal our pain. Like people will say, well, what? What can we do, Catherine? How can we help with sex trafficking? How can we help with child sexual abuse prevention? And I'm like, the first thing you can do is do your work. Mm-hmm. Do your own work. Regardless if you've had nothing happen or a little stuff, just check in and do your work. And how you know what enough work is, it's when the stuff that used to trigger you and make you react as your lower self no longer does that. Mm-hmm then, you know, then you've, you've healed it. So people will say, wow, this work must be so healing for you. And I'm thinking, oh, honey, I, you, I couldn't do this work, you if know. You exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And so that's why I do all those Facebook lives, you know, in the morning, the sunrise, you know, that's my thing. You it's know, that's... Everybody... If, if 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 you haven't watched, if you haven't had the, the privilege to watch one of Catherine's lives, I mean, if you see it on Facebook, you live in such a beautiful place. I and do. Those, sun, those sunrises are, are, and you're always like, I, I love it. You know, I, I can imagine like you wake up and you're like with the sun. And she, she wakes up and she watches the sunrise and she plays with the dogs and she feeds her animals and she, it's just so. Um, great it's just so amazing it's just it's 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 very and and this was the person who another lifetime ago could only think about wanting to die Mm -hmm. you know every day i was like man it'd be so great if that semi that's coming you know on the other lane like swerved over into mine you know where where it's not my fault you know, or I'm not going to go to hell or bad karma, like just constantly wishing for death, you know, and dealing and healing and thinking it's never going to end this healing journey. I'm never going to get there. I'm always going to be broken and just all of that stuff. Right. And if I would have believed that and took my own life or didn't do my healing work and just said, well, this is the way it is. And just said, I'm going to save my money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be where I am now. This is a lot of hard inner work to manifest where I am now. And every morning that I wake up and I'm comfortable in my own skin, I'm not crawling out of my own skin. 
I'm not exhausted from night tears and nightmares and, you know, all of the stuff I wake up and, and I slept and I'm in a good mood and I'm in my skin, man, I go outside to feed my goose and feed, let the chickens out of the coop and play ball and the sun's coming up. And I'm like, thank you, God, it's a new day. How can I serve? Wow. You know, how can I serve? And I have that space because I am so grateful for the life I have. I have such an amazing life. I feel obligated. I feel responsible to, to share this story with other people to inspire them to do their work and to give back into the community so that we can all rise up together. Mm -hmm. And you do, and you do, and you do that. Just so you know, I, I, I thank you for that because, um, I, I know that there's a lot of people in our group, um, that have, uh, that have told you, it's just, it, it really does help everyone. I mean, you know, like it really does. I, 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 I there have been days when, you know, I watch your live, one of your lives or, or, or we're doing a, an exercise and, and you share it with us. And it's, it's, it's always good. I, I feel like when we surround, one of the things I love about masterminds is that we surround each other, we, we surround each other, yeah. with, right. With kind of like, yeah. I feel like whoever we need at that moment, just, I don't know where kind of like says something or post something or, or I don't know, um, shares something and it just lifts, it lifts you up. Right. Yeah. Just, Michael, Michael did that when I, I hit kind of a wall on the conference, which is very unlike me, but I just sort of hit a wall and um, I knew I had, I had a, um, some television interviews to do. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, man, this, I got to like get my energy up because this is, you know, channel six news or whatever. And I did a Facebook live and I'm just like, man, I'm struggling. And Michael Nitty called me. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it wasn't, I don't think it was like what he said. It was just, I felt supported. You're there. Yeah. Somebody totally, totally rejuvenated me. I was able to do the show and, you know, and, and go on. And yeah, I mean, we all do. We've got people who are paraplegic and we have people with new hips and we have, you know, people with HIV and we have real life people. These aren't like the golden silver spoon people. This is real life. And everybody is just committed to being their highest and best and doing their work. You can't ask for anything more than people trying their best. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 and it, it, I was gonna say that is you can tell it comes from the heart, like with all of us, it's, it like yeah. comes from the heart. Like Michael, yeah. Michael, I was listening to a uh, podcast of, um, and I I'm, I'm I'm hoping we can have him on. I think we're gonna I've been talking to him, and we're gonna have him on. On I don't know if you know um, Rafael uh, Rolon, Doctor Rafael Rolon. He is so he I, I think he's there too. He's just I think he's. Um, He's, he's been traveling a lot, but I was, he had a podcast, Michael, and he interviewed Michael, Michael Nitty, and my, I was just listening to it the other day, and Michael was talking about, it's like, um, they were talking about, and, and I want to kind of like segue into the spiritual part, because I know that you've, you are, I, we've had so many spirit, like, so yeah. great spiritual conversations, yeah. uh, so I, I want to make sure that we, we touch on that, um, but he was saying, it's like, um, AA, right, um, People go through the work, and when you're done, you when like, there comes a part when you're done being, and you can actually help others. 
right, right. and actually go out and and help like in AA like a lot of the people that are that are helping us they just they've gone through it or you know they've done their healing um and so it's what I feel like that's what we have in that's what we have in a mastermind, right? Like um, so many people that have that are actually now they're they're going out there they want to do the work right? and they want to help others. Um, but more into into the spiritual part of it, like doing that work. I know obviously I've done my work too, and you know as we all yeah. have things. But um, your story, like when we were, we, we've spoken before and, and it's, it's, I mean, it's not easy, right? Like what would you say to people that are, um, or, or usually what, what do you, because like you've done your, you've done your work and your work has not been like we've talked and, and it's, yeah. you've gone through a lot, right? Um, uh, but you will also got into that point where, <laughs> You can tell that there's the ego is, you know, whatever you, you know, the ego is gone, right? <laughs> um, so that's space. Uh, I guess that's space. Like, what, what would, what would you say would be key in doing the work? I guess because I know what I think. I just I want to know what you think, right? Um, you know, I think that letting go, letting go of the story, you know, like, um, is, um, for example, is the word, every word in the Bible true? You know, like people get so hung up on, is that true? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it uh, so what? Um, for for me, I've had to say it doesn't matter if something is true or not. Um, uh, does it make me feel better? Mm -hmm. So I choose to believe that uh, there is a loving God out there. Uh, on the other side, do I know that? You know, no, I, I don't, I don't know that. I haven't had a conversation with anybody. Uh, certainly not a big white guy with a big beard who only speaks, you know, English mm -hmm. in a white cloud or, or anything. Do I, do I know like a course in miracles uh, that's channeled? Um, do I believe that, uh, in channeled beings coming from, you know, somebody giving information, mm -hmm. um, I let go of my need for certainty around those things. And I ask, does this make me a better person? Does this, does this belief, um, does this choosing to believe whatever I'm choosing to believe, does that belief call me, demand me to be a better person? Does it demand that I am kind and generous and forgiving? Does it bring me joy? Does it contribute? Does it serve? Like, are these, are these good things? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I let go in a course of miracles, for instance, I let go of who cares if this information uh, is channeled from, you know, you know, Bubba in the bar room or whoever, um, 
does this touch my, does this touch my spirit? Does it make me think about the Holy Spirit? And what's my story about the Holy Spirit? My story about the Holy Spirit is like, this is, uh, this is the psychiatrist from God in the Trinity, right? So I break it down. I break down the spirituality in a way that serves me. Mm-hmm. Not from a selfish, self-centered way, but from a beautiful way. I remember being in a fundamentalist church um, when I was young. I was a born-again Christian. I studied with the navigators. Those of you in the fundamentalist Christian world know what I'm talking about. Um, navigators, you memorized the scripture. And, and I would ask questions, right? And I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I was told, you know, have faith. Don't ask questions. Sit there and shut up and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I would take scripture and I'd go to the pastor and I would say, hey, you know, uh, this guy's got 10 children and he's never home and his wife's about to have a nervous breakdown. And here in scripture, it says he should not be an elder when his home isn't. And I was sent out of there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then when I went to Unity uh, Church of Christianity in Lee Summit, Missouri, and I was taking Old Testament and New Testament interpretation I did that for two years and I learned about world world religions and I wanted to be a minister, believe it or not. Um, uh, That calling was with me Mm -hmm. and I was studying all these different and, and really what I learned was like, they all have a story. There's good versus bad and, and you know, how to live and how to be. And I'm like, okay, you know um, what works for me, Mm -hmm. you know, what works for me? And I, uh, one of the coolest churches I've ever been to was a, um, it was like a Catholic church in a ghetto area in like downtown Kansas City. And I'm telling you, the priest was, was, a, was a very uh, feminine, like you take any drag queen, you've ever, like feminine. <laughs> and he was calling on the four, um, you know, the four, uh, the East, West, Northwest, and, and trying to heal these, um, uh, or bless these nurses, these medical staff who are getting ready to go to Haiti. Mm. And they were like singing gospel. And I'm like, okay, this is a Catholic church with ritual. They're doing some, you know, Wiccan stuff as a drag queen, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm in heaven. This is fantastic. This is like the best service I've ever been to in, in my life. So I started church hopping. You know, I love that, that um, you know, gospel. And the, the, we have this church in, in, uh, in Maine that's um, people from Jamaica and Africa. We have a huge uh, African immigrant people have come. They've got the big things on their head. And they're fanning. And they're praising. I love it. What what brings me joy? So for me in my spiritual journey, I had to quit trying to analyze scientifically everything and just start to let go and trust, right? And and just um, make stuff up, you know? And so I would make up that the Holy Spirit was my psychiatrist. And I would like talk to the Holy Spirit when I had serious problems and, and I'm telling you, help would come. I would change the way I thought about things. Instead of thinking my father's dead, I don't, my mother's a lunatic, whatever. 
I would say, look how I'm being mothered. Look how this mother, father, God universe is bringing these motherly people into my realm to like mother me and like, oh my gosh, look how this old guy is like treating me like a daughter. Instead of looking at what wasn't working, I was looking how this universe, how God, this, that I've made up, you know, mm-hmm. is just like meeting me. And then I'm saying in return, not in return, but, and how can I serve mother, father, God? How can I be a beacon of light and love? How can I, and then what looks like miracles, like you and I have talked, I have, I have miracle story after miracle story after miracle story that would give you goosebumps on how this dance this beautiful relationship I have. So if I'm around Christians, I can talk Christian. I'm around Buddhists. I can talk Buddhist. I'm around Wiccan. I can talk about Wiccan because really it's all going to the same place and what I make up and what I make up makes me happy comfortable in my own skin zone zen and and i manifest just amazing things i've never had better friends a better tribe a better home a better relationship like everything is so amazing and i and i i believe it is that connection that i have with with spirit with god you know and that it's all it's all love it's all good did I answer? Like that's so beautiful. Yeah, you, no, you you didn't just answer it. <laughs> you 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 answered it beautifully. I mean, I I love I love I I, I love how you um how 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 you are uh, how how you explained it. It's 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 so much our stories, right? That we that we tell each other. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so much that we tell ourselves, and not each other ourselves, right? That, um, yeah. that uh. And there's a key thing that I think really resonates with me. It's um, it's uh, it's that letting go, right? That trust, yeah, trust, and that letting go, that surrender, that um, we're not the stories. We are not the stories. We we we're not who we think, right? We're not the stories we tell we tell ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, and by the way, I, I you told you told me about Course of Miracles. I'm going through it. Uh, uh, since we talked last time, um, yeah, and it, it, just, it just completely resonates a lot. So many things just re- just resonate. Um, you know, the, 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 be- the best book I've ever, you know, it's so funny because um, it really depends on where you're at. Um, you know, I started off with the with the preschool level, which was Gerald Jampolsky's book, Love Is Letting Go of Fear. And then the high school level is Marianne Williamson's book, um, A Return to Love. And then the PhD is A Course in Miracles. And then, you know, Gary Zukoff's Seat of the Soul. Mm-hmm. And then Spiritual Seeker with Elizabeth Lesser. You know, Brene Brown, everything. Um, I love, um, uh, you know, The Road Less Traveled is just like, actually further along The Road Less Traveled. So, and then I've gone back and read those books and they hit me in a different way, Untethered Soul. Um, but right now, so, so right now, the book that I'm just like, um, really, really enjoying, um, is the way of the master 
um, by the Shanti Christo Foundation. It's like that thick, but it's just, it takes all of my beliefs. You know, it's a little Byron Katie, um, you know, asking the four questions. It's a little bit of A Course in Miracles. It's a little bit of uh, Wayne Dyer, God Rest His Soul. And one of my um, first teachers that I loved so much died on December 20th. Right. He us, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I saw him in Kansas City and he hugged me and he taught me how to meditate. And, you know, things hit you where you need to be hit when you need to be hit there, you know? It's a, it's definitely solution. And I think the, the older you get, the more mature you are spiritually. Um, and what mature, what mature spirituality looks like, I think is trusting mm-hmm. is letting go and trusting. And, and I think you let go and trust more and more because stuff works out. Like you freak out about something and then something, and you're like, there's no way out. This is going to, it's, it's doomed. The sky is falling. And then like this perfect thing happens yeah. and you look back and you go, well, that, this great thing wouldn't have happened if that hadn't happened. And that, ha-. you know, you start to see the plan, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then, and then it's like, wow. And the plan's plan was like so much better than mine. So yeah. that was, Right. And so then when something else happens, that's like, oh, how can this be happening? And then I'm a failure and this is terrible and it's doom and, you know, whatever. What was the old hee-haw? Gloom, despair and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I've had no luck at all. Gloom, despair and agony. Right. So when you, when you go there, a little entertainment uh, brief there, um, when you, when you go there, you're, you can go to, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to do what I know the next right thing is because that's always the question. What is the next right thing to do? What is the next right thing? And maybe the next right thing is to eat some vegetables. Maybe the next right thing is to go for a walk and do some breathing. Maybe the next right thing is to write in your gratitude journal. Maybe the next right thing is to like ask for help. Mm-hmm. But whatever, whatever that next right thing is, you can trust because you know that there's a plan and that the plan is better than anything you could come up with. So just hang in there, man. It's, it's going to be okay. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's going to be okay. Yeah. That's, 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 that's awesome. That surrender, right? It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, after I had the spiritual awakening, and we've talked about it, you know, um, it's like some, and I was talking about this with Debron too. It's like, um, you hear, we hear, we sometimes we hear these things and we think we get it until we actually get it. And then we're like, oh, wait. <laughs> like, right? Oh, now I get it. Right? And like, yeah. it's like I, I remember um, one of the things like that with me was, um, you know, that quote from, not a quote, but it was from that speech that Steve Jobs made where he was like, you have to connect the dots, right? you like, you right. have to connect the dots. Right. And, and, and you think about it and you're like, well, yeah, like I, I thought I, I got it, right? You connect the dots, but it's what you're talking now, right? Yeah. If you, if you actually, if you, if, if we're actually able to surrender, right? Which is something that we're actually able to surrender and just trust and we can just trust that that next dot 
we don't know what what it's going to look like right but that next dot is the dot that has right. to happen right um you still have to you still have to do the work mm-hmm. you know like um you know i had to when i didn't get that one church uh, I had to find another church to have the conference in, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, you know, I had to call, I had to actually reach out to that author and say, Hey, are you willing, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have to, um, you have to take a look at the standards that you have for yourself and always, always try to expand those standards of, okay, there was this, uh, Netflix movie, I, I, you know, I, I think that I'm pretty good at trying to expand my standards, um, but I watched this Netflix. I don't even know the name of it. It was so freaking weird. I was like, why am I watching? I must really be bored to be watching this Netflix movie. But it was um, this this sort of uh, dumpy guy. He was just sort of not doing good in his job, and his wife wanted to leave him, and he was just sort of a miserable sob. And somebody at his at the sales uh, meeting was doing really great, and he and he said, "I went to this uh, to this place at a strip mall, and I got an upgrade. And they, you have to bring ten thousand dollars." So the guy goes to the strip mall with ten thousand dollars, and it's like these two little Asian guys. And what they do is they clone your body and 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 make you the best possible you. Mm. Right. And then they kill the old you (laughs) and who shows up in your life is like the highest, best version of you. And this, it was this funny thing because they failed at killing the old him. And so here was his low self and his highest self are, are in his life. Oh, wow. And figuring out who's going to take the wife on the date and, you know, like who's going to do the sales call and, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I wonder how, like the guy, like he made his bed in the morning and he, and the other guy didn't, you know? And I was like, wow, can I pretend that I've had a complete overall with my DNA and I am my best, highest self? How would she wake up in the morning? How would she do the day? How would she treat people, you know? And that was, you know, there are, there are lessons everywhere. And when people think that they need to like, I don't know, go to India for a spiritual pilgrimage or whatever it is, I'm thinking those spiritual awakenings are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays. We're two days away from Christmas. You want to see where you're at spiritually? Go hang out with your family, mm-hmm. right? You want to see where your edges are? <laughs> <laughs> Ron Dash used to say that, right? Ron Dash used to say, if you think you're so awakened, uh, go go back to your parents for a week or something like that. Right? That's right, right? <laughs> and and this and and spirit can talk to you and raise your standard and remind you who you're supposed to be in a book with the stupid Netflix. There's opportunities to be reminded of who who we are, you know, mm-hmm. and to not play small, but really do your work and surrender. Right. It sounds like it's opposite, but do your work and surrender. I love that you said that it sounds like it's opposite because uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. You said you have to do the work, right? Like for instance, in my example, like this, I'm loving this. I'm loving doing this. This is the second time. And obviously, you know, 
conversation with you it's never boring it's never boring um, <laughs> but uh like i'm loving it but it, it was actually doing the work because i had to surrender to it i didn't my ego didn't want to do it right so it's like surrendering to uh even if you know what the ego is telling that story that you tell yourself right a story that um that's the story that all of us tell ourselves right and then just surrendering to whatever that that I, I I feel it's like that gut or like that intuition um, uh, and, and being able to actually to actually go through it right surrender to it and, and, but actually doing the work and that's what I was gonna ask you oh my god that looks feels like my daughter's dog really yes that's the Chihuahua right yes yeah so my my daughter's I mean, I'm going off the the, the 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 point here, but she's got a oh my god, look at her! Uh, she's got a. It was supposed to be a hairy chihuahua, but it's a mix between chihuahua and uh, and uh, Jack Russell. And yeah, no, she's she's all chihuahua. Yeah, she's my she's my bed warmer. So I sleep on my side, and she goes behind my knees, my bent knees, and that's where she sleeps. And then Lulu sleeps. Right here, and I'm like, I can't move, you know. <laughs> and then the Labrador Retriever is at the at the bottom of the bed because the littlest one won't let him come up any further. <laughs> so it's this weird. We have the sleep by the number bed because my husband snores, so he's got uh, his CPAP, and he's adjusted up. So it's like two twins. So yeah. he's adjusted up, and I'm down, and I've got all the dogs. So I'm like this contorted. Um, <laughs> Sort of thing. So she, so she, how, how heavy is her dog, your daughter's? Uh, I think it was, it was funny. It's funny because we were talking about them. We, were, we, we drove up to Dallas from San Antonio yesterday and she had him on, on her lap and she was like, yeah, I don't think he, I, I think he's more than 15 pounds, <laughs> but I, I think he weighs 15. But, you know, obviously she had him on the lap for five hours. But uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah, I don't think, I think it's more than 15 pounds. I think Lily's like eight pounds right now. She's a little sausage. She likes to, she likes to eat, but she's our, she's our diva. She hoards her little toys and she's a, she's a very feminine little, little diva where Lulu is macho. She just walks or she does perimeter checks. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's something. That's also something. Now that I, I look at, sometimes I just you can just tell. Like you look at a, a dog, right, or like an animal, and you can. It's like you feel it, right? You feel yeah. you feel that um, that kind yeah. of like spirit or soul or absolutely or you know, and that's that's the that's the you know everybody. I I like to say that comparing Jesus to to regular human beings and not just Jesus, great minds too, but I'm just using Jesus because that's what everybody knows. It's kind of like in the computer world, back in the day when we played Pong, you know, that Pong, 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 you know, the most, the most simplest computer game ever, Pong. And then there's a supercomputer, right? These little microchips that can like run, you know, NASA, right? These little tiny super. And when Jesus came, he was like showing us that we have super brains like we have such capacity we have such capability but we're playing pong you know we're playing pong and we can heal ourselves we can heal each other we can feel and see energy on each other we have so many um 
amazing things that we're capable of if we only attune ourselves to that. You know, like a radio station tuning into this signal. If we just tune in, you know, we can feel the energy off of dogs, off of animals, off of plant life. I mean, that was the whole thing on the Celestine Prophecy, the book, not the movie, is being able to do that. And and I believe that we that someday we will be able to, um, and people are healing themselves. The work that Joe Dispenza does, teaching, teaching people how to tune in. Yeah, yeah, and I love how he, it's, it's, which is what I think you were saying before, it's, you know, you look, you can look at it from, I, now, after I had this spiritual awakening, you know, that you start talking, and I feel like, every, like, we, I don't know, I feel like we attract, right, the people, or the, absolutely, moments that, uh, that we need at that moment, in the moment, I know somebody that, she's in a, a, a Christian uh, faith, faith, you know, based church, and she, now she teaches this, and, uh, about, you know, your spirit, your soul, you know, your, your body, body, soul, spirit. It's yeah. how, is how she uh, teaches it, right? Yeah. Um, body, soul, spirit. And um, and then you have Dr. Bill Dispenza talking about it, but like, as, as an energy field. And right. it's chakras, he's, he's with the energy centers, right? Yeah. And, right. Then, uh, and then you have the Buddhist tradition, but they would be saying the same thing. It's, again, all, right? it's all, to, in my, what I make up, what I have chosen to believe. I think you and that, I make up a lot of the same things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all the same thing. So if, um, so I love dark chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Love, that's my favorite. And if you put every language, what is there? 94 language, however many languages there are. And you have one person speaking English and they're all saying, um, I I have free chocolate ice cream. I'm going to have to go through, you know, however many people before I get a language that I can understand, right? And so truth is truth. And there's a lot of people speaking different languages of truth. And the one, the one that is going to, and it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just different way of saying it. And whatever resonates with you, um, when that hits you, you go, oh, okay, that's truth, right? That's resonating with you. But here's the thing. You can't cling to that like it's a life vest, right? You try that on and you say, okay, this works for me right now. But when you hear other truths, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to say, okay, um, is that truth a higher version of this truth? If it is, I need to let this truth go and take the new truth, right? And then walk with that. And then I need another new truth. Does that truth work? No, I like my truth better. My, I need to keep this truth for a while. Thank you for sharing. Bye, right? Mm-hmm. And then sit. And so you, that's how you constantly grow when we hang on to one thing. And it's like this way or the only way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and any. Anything that says this way is the only way, run for the hills, you know, because there, and, and that there's something wrong with you. So, um, I, you know, I love my chickens Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, and I'm, I'm very loyal. I, I'm very loyal and I wanted to buy my chicken feed from the same person where I got my chickens. It's a small mom and pop thing, but he's a fundamentalist. 
And each time I would go, I was getting ready for the conference. He would say to me um, that, uh, that I should not uh, be doing the conference, that a man should do it, not a woman. Oh. And that, um, and that if I, and that the entire, anyway, he said a lot of very things that are true for him. Mm-hmm. And I had room for him to be who he was, you know, but I, when I would hear him, I would not agree with him or take his truth as my truth. I just let him have his truth. Mm-hmm. And I listened and I said, um, you know, that's a beautiful truth you choose to have, right? Um, but each time he would get more and more persistent that I take his truth as mine. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop buying my chicken feed there because he was unable to do that. Mm-hmm. So not only, in my opinion, do we have to hold our truth loosely and be willing to trade up, but we also have to have respect for other people, mm-hmm. you know, and let them believe whatever whatever they choose to believe you know and not try to make them believe uh what we believe yeah i love that i love love that one of the things that i think um for me i think it's been uh in the beginning (laughs) look at him right there (laughs) yeah no sorry about that no that's no no yeah Uh, it's it's great um it's um it's trying to, for me, I think it happened like when I first, when I, you know, when I had that spiritual awakening, like out of nowhere, I wanted to tell everybody and I wanted to like, hey, this is how, like, this is how I see things now. And, this, and at some point you just start realizing everybody, everybody's truth is their truth, right? And everybody, everybody is where they're supposed to be at the moment where, where, where they're, they are now, right? Yeah. Everybody's on their own journey, I feel. Right, uh, the, same, the same, the same, uh, spirit, the same energy that is moving us is moving the other person. And sometimes that's hard. And, you know, um, there are no, I really believe that there are no accidents in life, mm-hmm. you know? And so your epiphany, your aha moment there are going to be people who are going to cross your path that need to hear mm-hmm. your experience. You don't have to chase after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the universe will bring them to you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. By the way, and by the way, just you sharing, I just, I want to make sure that I, 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 that I share this with you too. We, we, we had a conversation where you, 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 you told me something like this, right? And, and it really has helped for me to actually be doing this because I felt like it, I'm like, I don't have to, like you said, I don't have to chase anyone to doing it, but I can just put it out there. And if, yeah. it, if it resonates with someone or right, if somebody listens to it or watches it or whatever, then, you know, if it's their moment that this resonates or, or whatever, then, but it's, it's out there, but you don't have to chase people to do it or having mm-hmm. other people believe every your truth, right? Like what you You know what I what I found in the world of um incest survivors, rape survivors, domestic violence survivors, what I found uh with people who've endured trauma is sometimes they have a really wounded relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um you know how can a loving God allow a child to be you know raped and murdered uh, how can they, how can a God fill, you know, fill in the blank and uh, you have to figure out a way of coming, 
uh, to peace with that. Ramdas was very good. He would he would uh, really help. I remember there was one couple who was at like a baseball game and their daughter was brutally raped and murdered and they were inconsolable and he spent time with them and helped them, you know, through that. And, you know, I don't feel like I have to, like, I know all the answers. I have to find a way to get beyond that in order to have a loving relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so what I make up for, for me is that there's this thing called free will and I think that's God's like only mistake (laughs) is free will. But, um, you know, people are born and, you know, I don't understand about karma and, and I, and I think I, I actually think that maybe karma is the DNA that we carry the crap, you know, that what, whatever our grandmother felt and our mother felt and endured and it comes through, uh, through into our, uh, into our cells and we have to like, you know, outgrow those or something. But, um, I just, I think that people do what people do and that's free will and that, um, you know, God isn't the God that like stops child molesters from, you know, he didn't stop anybody from raping me. Mm-hmm. He didn't stop anybody from sexually abusing me. Um, if that person would have choked me one minute longer, I would have been dead instead of passed out. Um, you know, like my God didn't allow that or not allow that. It was free will. Um, but what God does do is help me heal what was done and then use that to stop that from happening to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, um, can turn that into something good. And that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a word game. It's it, somebody could say it's a bunch of crap. It's a story. It's bullshit. It's whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe there isn't a God, maybe there is a God, maybe that whatever, but I have come up with a story around spirituality that uh, that has created an amazing life that I never imagined was possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy and I don't have panic. I haven't had a panic attack or a night tear or in 10 years. Wow. So if my bullshit story has given me everything that I have, now okay i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with that lie i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with that lie and i'm just i'm gonna stay with it because it it doesn't uh in my mind it doesn't matter you know as long as my beliefs aren't hurting anybody else and it's calling me to uh, a higher standard of being in this world then rock on I love that. I love that. And and I, I was, um, brings me to, I know that we've, we've talked about this, but I, I wanted to ask you, um, because the being to me, like, that's the key, like, that's a key word, like being, right? Like actually being in the present moment, like actually being 
kind of like out of the mind, right? Out of that ego and just being there. And I feel like you do such an awesome uh, way of, of, of doing that. Um, uh, what's, what's your view on like, on that, on like the present moment, time and space and that present moment? Um, I love it. If you could share that with us. I know that. Yeah, so time, uh, I so the, the, how I, how I imagine it, you know, this is just, the shit I make up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make up that I am a spiritual being. I'm this um, invisible energy that's living inside of this human body. Mm-hmm. And this human body, it's this organic, it's an organic uh, bodysuit. And this organic bodysuit is programmed to uh, reproduce to fight infection and to stay alive. Hmm. That's it, right? It's just, it is just the basics, right? That's this suit. And, um, and it's kind of like, um, the, like, uh, the auto check on my phone, my human brain, the organ brain takes in experiences that I've gone through and it makes up stories like this is safe. That's not safe. So, um, like somebody walking down, um, an inner city down the sidewalk and, uh, she's a, a white rich woman and she sees somebody of color, big, scary looking coming towards her. She makes up my purse isn't safe. She, you know, it's just her brain saying, right. It's just her brain trying to keep her alive. Mm-hmm. It's making up a story. So um, if I see, um, you know, an Eldorado, I immediately think of something bad, right? So it just takes these little snippets and it makes up stories because its job is to keep me safe and alive. Mm-hmm. Now, the, now the spirit inside my body is the, is the watcher. It's the one that's witnessing my body going through the day. It's witnessing, my brain is saying, wow, it's really cold. And my brain, my spirit is listening to my body say, hey, it's really cold. Like, hello, don't you know that? I mean, can't you feel that? Why do you have to think that? Why, you know, so yes. am, I the, am I the person say, saying it's cold or am I the person listening to myself say it's cold? Mm-hmm. I believe my spirit is the one, is the witness you know, it's witnessing the negative talk. Mm-hmm. It's the one listening, going, oh, my God, you're beating the crap out of yourself. I mean, we hear in the lives people talking about, oh, I hear my negative narrator, right? Mm-hmm. So our high self is like watching. So the skill is between the watching and the acting is the space, like music, you know, the notes. There's a tone. There's a silence. And then there's another tone and then that dance creates music. So there's a thought and then there's the witnessing the thought and then there's choosing what to make up about that thought and then choosing what the action is going to be on that thought. Right. And so all of this, this is a little dance and a skill that we have to learn instead of the human being dragging the spiritual being around, it can be the spiritual being dancing with the human being, you know, going through life in harmony with grace and ease. Right. Yeah. And then, and then the time and space, 
I believe uh, if I um, if I was more like Jesus or these other uh, advanced beings who know how to use their computer more than Pong, right? Um, that I would be able to travel through through time and space. I'd be able to come to Dallas and hang out with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. could just think it and like be there. I believe that. I believe I could walk on water. I believe I could fly like an eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that. I believe I did that once and I believe I'll do that again. You know, but right now I'm in the soul school and I'm just trying, you know, I'm just trying to learn how to uh, control, like learning how to drive. I'm trying to learn how to drive this human organic body I instead love- of it running me. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that and you I love that you said that you've been there once. Yeah. 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 Like that you that you said that you believe you've been there once, you'll you'll do it you'll be there again. You've done it Absolutely. once. Absolutely. I I I remember flying. I think I'm as old as time. You know, I think I think me and Archangel Michael were a hot couple back in the day. <laughs> Before actually, the fall. After that story. Right, we had it. We had it going on, man. <laughs> I think I think I have been as bad as bad can be, and I think I have been as good as good can be. And I, you know, um, and it makes and 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 I choose to believe that because it it makes me happy. I love the idea that me and Archangel Michael were a couple of badasses back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I gotta, I gotta tell you though. I gotta tell you, I've seen some. Pic- I mean, that picture of you climbing that. Uh, I mean, that is pretty. You, you, that, you. It's hard to get more badass than that. That that's is. Pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty badass. badass. Yeah. That is really badass. If people that haven't seen it, I mean, I, I'll see if I can share. It, but that is, that is really badass. That was, that was awesome. That's cool. So I had this, I had this vision. You know, I was thinking about Satan, and I was thinking about angels and I was thinking about the fall you know and how we have to make that choice for ourselves all the time right you know the 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 spiritual mind and the human brain and we have to make that decision of you know are we gonna are we gonna like be love or are we gonna fall into fear you know are we gonna you know, it's a choice. It's constantly a choice. And I saw those uh, back in the day, Victoria's Secret would like do the fashion show with the wings. And I'm like, I love those wings, particularly the white ones. Mm-hmm. And there was um, in my bodybuilding competitions, um, I'm on this Facebook thing where they sell their used costumes and somebody was selling wings. And I'm like, I must have those. <laughs> so I, I, I bought those wings and I'm like, one of these days... And then I, then there's a local um, photographer who does wedding pictures with, um, with the bride and groom on this little skinny ledge. It's like maybe a foot, not even a foot wide. And he hires this rappel guy. They're all highly trained people. And they bring that, they have the bride and groom down and put them on the ledge and takes pictures. And I'm like, I want to do that. And I want to wear the wings and I want to, you know, kind of like Batman, you know, looking over this little village beneath. You can see all the little houses. And I want to wear my red leather thigh-high kick-ass boots. <laughs> nothing, nothing else. 
and the wings and the white wings and I'll be where you can't see, you know, where you can't see anything. Yeah. And I had to let shyness go because these photographers were going to like see stuff. I would rather them not see, but yeah. you have to repel down that ledge pre-dawn. So there's a headlamp on and they're carrying, you know, the boots and the, um, the wings and all this stuff. And then you're attached to the ledge and you're, you know, trying to put your, you know, your outfit on and you're waiting oh for, the, for the, and it's freezing, it's fall, beautiful fall foliage, and you're waiting for that sun to just peek up, and then there I am, and I'm like, yes, that, I want that picture, because that is the artistic, you know, representative, whatever, of what I think that human beings, at least me, I have to make every day. Am I going to open a can of whoop ass on my husband or am I going to be loving and kind <laughs> or, you know, in like, or to the dogs or to myself or like the, the choice is there every second of every day. Am I going to, am I going to be love or am I going to expew, you know, fear, mm -hmm. love or fear. So that was really, and then going, and then while I was there and I had hired, you know, that level of expertise a climbers i'm like i'm sick of people and no offense but people when i was doing my bodybuilding were always sending me wonder woman stickers and wonder woman stuff you're a wonder woman you're and i'm like i don't want to be a version of somebody else i want to be the superhero version for myself i think as human beings we need to be our own superhero so i put on the black boots and the black cat suit and the black mask and the red superhero cape of love. And I'm like, I want to be my own superhero. There's not a Batman, Catwoman, Superwoman, Wonder Girl. It is Catherine repelling down this uh, cathedral ledge in the uh, White Mountains in North Conway, New Hampshire, because I am my own fucking superhero and I choose love. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I, I love that. I, that is, uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. I didn't know you actually had to put all that on while you were on that ledge. I mean, I couldn't imagine that. I was yeah. just looking at that picture and thinking, Oh my God, like, how do you not get like vertical or something? Like, how do you not like, because it was, it really is a very, yeah. Yeah. I'll share, I'll share the pictures of me going down with you sometime. It was really, I, t I pictured the whole, I thought nobody's going to believe this. People are going to think it's Photoshopped. No, it was headlamp and rappelling down and all the, all of the, um, you know, all of this stuff that you, you need to do to rappel at night, you know, down to the ledge. And then they, then there's a strap around my waist that you can't see because the way I'm perched. Mm -hmm. And then that is attached to a this giant stake that they drilled into this into a crack in the cliff. Wow. So it, yeah, it was it was scary, you know. But I was like, no, this is this is it because I knew that you know I've had long black hair, coal black, blue black hair for a long time, and I absolutely loved that. But I knew I was silver. I knew you know every three weeks I had to dye my hair, and I'm like. Why am I dyeing my hair? I I want to choose how I'm going to grow old. I'll be 56 in April. 
and I want to, I want to choose how I'm going to grow old gracefully. And I don't want to do Botox. And I don't want to do facelifts. And I don't want to dye my hair. Um, I, I want to like embody this next chapter in a different way and do it my way, you know? Yeah. So I had to cut, I had to cut off all my hair. And part of the, that picture, you know, was, I knew I was going to like cut it off and let it grow in. It'll be long when I'm 64 more years. It'll be long again. Yeah. I miss my, I miss my long hair, but I, I didn't want to try to be somebody I wasn't, you know, yeah. I wanted to like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, um, this whole new key. I had it. I, I was on with Keisha joy yesterday. Oh, she, really? she was pulling cards and she uh, pulled mine and she's like, you are right. You're done. You're a lion, man. You've done your work this 2020, 2020. I can't you know, wait to see what you what you do in 2020. And that's it. It feel it just feels like um like I've been in labor and now I'm being born. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm ex- I'm wicked excited. I'm wicked excited. And maybe that means I die in 2000. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what whatever whatever it is. If I die tomorrow, it's not because I want to die. You know, it is um, like I am in just such a really great place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really, I feel happy. And my reason for staying on earth is I just want to help more kids. You know, that's yeah. it. I just want to like, I want to save more kids. Wow. That's amazing. I, I love that. That's so beautiful. I uh, I know there's not much time left, and I want to respect your time. Um, that dance that you that dance that you do so beautifully <laughs> uh, between that mind and, and the spirit. Um, is there like any? I know that you you you, you were talking about Joe Dispenza. Is there any any meditation or any any anything that like that? What what do you do to do that work? Right to be able to be in that because I I I like I like um, what. Uh, Eckhart Tolle talked about like uh, mini meditations, right? He's like, it's not just meditating and then you're meditating. And then after uh, 20 minutes or an hour of meditating, you're back to yelling at your kid. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, so it's like mini meditations throughout the day, just to be able to stay in that space, right. That you were talking about. Um, uh, is there anything specific that you do or anything? Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple things that I do, uh, you know, so, I did train um, with, uh, I did transcendental meditation. So mm-hmm. I've been formally trained for that. Um, Ramdas, um, Ramdas had a really cool one. Uh, Ramdas said, Imagine you're sitting in front of a train, and mm-hmm. as you're sitting, uh, your human brain is like, tuck, 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 tuck. You know, you're trying to sit and you're trying to, like, you know, zen out and be all, you know, cool in your little, meditation moment and your brain is saying my butt hurts my legs gone to sleep my I can't feel my toes <laughs> you know I'm wondering you know whatever um and then it might go to you know some fears it might do go to some worries it might go to whatever and Ram Dass said to name whatever comes up so let's say um body stuff you know your body's talking to you just say body stuff And then imagine it going into one of the boxes of a train mm-hmm. and it's just going. You say, thanks for sharing. Um, fear about um, whatever. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to learn this. Worry. 
Thanks for sharing. Bye. So that's that was Ram Dass's thing was like, thanks for sharing. Bye. Thanks for sharing. Bye. Other people say you can use a leaf, you know, going down a river, you can whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. Um, for for me, um, it's my morning meditation is the most important. And that's the one where I ignite when I wake when I'm outside and the sun is rising. I own my creation. I own that everything in my life, good, bad, and indifferent, I manifested through worry, fear, hope, hard work, the good, the bad, the neutral, like I, I made my life and I don't, um, yeah, but there's no, yeah, but I wholly own my life and I go, okay, I did a pretty good job on some of it. Uh, not so good on some others, but I own that I made the whole thing. And if I was capable of making all of this, I'm a pretty good manifester, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I manifested some really bad stuff. I manifested some really good stuff. I am a pretty good manifester. So I own it. I recognize that I manifested it. And then I say, what good shall I manifest in this day? Oh, right. Yeah. And how can I show up with loving, light, forgiveness, generous? How can I show up as my highest and best self in this day? And then I surrender. And I ask, you know, you talk about yelling at your kids, how can I be of service? So that one's hard for, for me because I don't always take as good a care of me as I should because I'm in this um, service mode towards others. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, re- I had this epiphany the other night and I was like, you know, my back in the day uh, before Christ, all holy text was not allowed to be touched by human hands or fear of death. You couldn't go into the holy room where the holy scriptures were because if you opened the door or lifted, you know, the little um, treasure chest thing, you would die. Okay. It was so holy. This body that we're living in is that holy temple. It is the holy organic being that the whole, the holiness, you know, that aspect of God that dwells in all of us is inside of like, we need to honor this temple of the holy. It took it to a whole nother level for me, like a deep level, like you better be careful what you're putting in. You know, what you're feeding this holy temple, uh, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Are you putting, are you putting holy texts, holy, you know, whatever, any, you know, if we, if we had something from Jesus, like if we had the Holy Grail, if we had the cup from the last supper, or we had some, like, would we put it on the table and like, you know, watch Jerry Springer and no, you know, like. What are we eating? What are we watching? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What, the, what are the words coming out of our mouth? Are we honoring 
that which lives within us with how we're treating our, our body, you know? So that was really a cool revelation. You know, that was just another peeling of the onion, just a deeper level of respect for myself. And I'm hoping that that will give me the motivation to have some better boundaries. Um, but how I go through my day is how can I be of service? And I love that about me. And I think that helps me stay in the Zen. Um, and when I start to get resentful, poor me, I have to change the toilet paper roll again. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, then I know when I start getting pissy about the little things, I know it's time for me to step back and do my spiritual reading and like, and pull back. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I just need to do that a little more. So it's, a, you know, it's a, you know, work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. The triggers, right. I mean, it's like when you, but, but the, that's, that's the important thing. I think, I feel like that's the important thing, having that awareness of those triggers, yeah. being, a, being able to be aware and, and just, Hey, wait, I need to step back. Right. Yeah. You yeah. said something to me okay. that really helped me a lot. And I, and, and I, um, uh, one of the calls that we had was um, you were like yours. You're awake now, and, and there's a lot of us there. There's a lot of us here, and we honor you. and And, and I uh, I appreciate that so much, and, and that really helped. And so, what would you say to people? Because this is more of spirituality and, and spiritual awakening, right? Like, what I'm I'm so excited to have the mastermind that's coming up, and, and you being yeah. being a part of it. But what would you say to somebody that is um, or, or like, I guess, last piece of advice, somebody that's going through it. Who's going through a spiritual journey? Mm-hmm. Or a spiritual awakening? Or uh, spiritual awakening. awakening. Um, I'll let go of the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll let go of the rules. This is a beautiful, you know, the relationship with with a spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we, we come into this world alone and we die alone and we've all been around long enough to know that friends come and go, partners come and go, kids come and go, everything comes and goes. There is such an amazing feeling to be connected you know, and as you grow, it's that feeling of connectedness stays with you more and more. Like I never not, I don't, I don't remember the last time I felt disconnected. Like I'm plugged in all the time. And that doesn't mean that my humanness doesn't come out. It does all the time. Um, but I'm able to just sort of laugh at myself and go, well, I, you know, whatever. Um, it's a beautiful thing and it doesn't need to fit in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need, you don't have to label it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to follow any rigid rules. Um, if you want to do ritual, do ritual. If you don't want to do ritual, you don't have to do ritual. If you want to wear white, wear white. It like, what, whatever floats your boat, but it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're connected. That's it. And connection is as easy as 
wanting to be connected. That's mm-hmm. it, man. That's it. All you, all you need, all you need is to want to be connected. And then watch because everything you need will come to you. Everything you need to know, every, it will jump out, you know, a book that you've read a hundred times, all of a sudden there'll be something that'll jump out that you never saw before. Mm-hmm. A song will come on the radio. A friend will call something on Netflix. There are no accidents. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you want to be connected, all of a sudden you just start seeing things. And I say all of a sudden, it's not like, like, like a light switch comes on. It's like a dimmer switch mm-hmm. and the dimmer switch. It just gets, lighter and lighter and lighter and clarity. Like when you're getting your new glasses, wow, I can see so much clear. Oh my God, I can really see clear. Oh my gosh, I can see the lowest line. Wow. You know, <laughs> um, it's like that. And it's just, um, I never feel alone and I trust, I trust the process, <laughs> you know, it's the key, right? Trust. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I want to respect your time. And I know that, um, we, we've gotten to that two hours. Um, is yeah. there anything else that you, uh, you wanted to, uh, that you feel like you want to say, or. No, I guess I just want to say the beauty about, um, your podcast is that, um, you know, people can see and hear from you that, it's not one size fits all, mm-hmm. which is, which is beautiful. And I think when we get to have that conversation and not be unplugging in my phone, cause the battery, yeah. uh, when we get to have. Oh, I, uh, I lost. I lost. Yeah. So it, I, I think that, um, you know, having the conversation and, and people understanding that's not one size fits all. And that um, there's room for everybody and everything. You know, ice cream is not just vanilla. You know, there's like a lot of flavors and it's, and it's all, it's all ice cream Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of paths and it's all good. You know, there's no wrong or bad path to God. All paths lead home. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I want to thank you so much for being here, for your time. It's been such an honor. And I, uh, everybody, remember, stoptraffickingus.org, right? Yeah. Stoptraffickingus. A couple of things. Stoptraffickingus.org. If you have something that you want to, you want to, you want to help, help with whatever it is, it, it's welcome. Love it. Yeah. And, and let's get some uh, page speaking gigs for Catherine. <laughs> you know what? And it's and it's coming. This is this is the year. You know, this is the year. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to I'm excited to see what you what what your 2020 manifests. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you so much, and I'll see you. I'll see you on the mastermind tonight, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.